I'm Robin Crane, and this is the Growing Your Financial Business, The Woman's Way podcast. Listen, I was a financial advisor for over a decade, and I got so sick of the old archaic strategies that your grandpa used to get clients. What the industry teaches today is still so outdated and just doesn't work anymore. So I had to find a better way for myself, and then I got obsessed with sharing these how-tos with other women like me. The stuff I teach doesn't require giving up your life, your sanity, or your family time. I want women like you to have it easier than I had it, so you can thrive in the industry. I've now helped thousands of women grow their financial businesses to multiple six figures, some even seven figures per year. So on this podcast, you're going to get an inside look at how they did it so you can do it too. Let's dive into the show. Welcome, welcome. I am here in Alaska, actually, interviewing Sherry Summers, and I'm excited because um, I was supposed to be home a few days ago, and we our flight was canceled. It's crazy here. We're in Kodiak, Alaska. And I'm recording this if you're watching on YouTube, which you probably aren't, but it's dark behind me because the sun hasn't come up. It's 9.09 a.m. Um, no, and it's still dark outside. And I'm also I'm not my audio guy is going to be like, oh, you didn't use the microphone. I didn't use that microphone because I'm still in Alaska during the holidays, even though you're probably listening to this later. So um, so I'm here with Sherry, though, more importantly. And Sherry is so, so passionate about helping women. And she's the founder and CEO of Sherry Summers unlimited services inc where your revenue is her business and she believes that women now more than ever should take full charge of their financial future and it's easy to talk about this abstractly and not put it in practice so sherry is dedicated has dedicated herself entirely to helping women entrepreneurs in the financial industry build successful agencies specializing in the insurance and tax space so um, she's really into cash flow side and helping you create a six figure stream or six figures and stream of income. And um, she's done really well on the social media side. So welcome, welcome, Sherry. Good to have you here. I'm excited to be here, Robin. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. And what's nice too, is that Sherry actually um, recently finished one of my programs. You were in the revenue accelerator program we call RAP, revenue accelerator program. I know you got a lot out of that. And also, um, you know, she already had a really good presence, especially online. But what I love about Sherry is that she's willing to invest in herself. Like she's like, I can always learn more. I can always take it to the next level. And, and I'm not done just because, hey, I've, you know, I've done well. So that's awesome. So tell me a little about like your focus and, and why women and why you think now is the best time. Because I'm, I don't know, I haven't put this on social media yet, but my, I have this new idea for a book called The Financial Future is Female. We'll see if it's going to end up being called that, but that's a new idea. And just kind of like you said, with women and the financial future, um, why do you think now is the best time and why do you think that's so important? Oh, wow. Great question. So going back just a little bit about my story, I'm a former law enforcement. I'm a former cop. So I did 10 years in law enforcement. And while in that space, I end up having to leave my job. But prior to leaving the job, I was helping ex-offenders start their businesses while they're in jail. So I was help, I was taking some things I was learning in real estate. I will go to the jail, teach these inmates that are getting ready to release so they can start their business. Long wow. story short short, um, the, it got so big that it got the attention of President and Michelle Obama back in 2016. So I went flew to the White House to for this to be like a catalyst of helping release inmates become taxpayers again. So right after that, though, my son got sick 
And I got a call that he was unresponsive, not breathing. Mm -hmm. So I literally dashed to the school. And I remember saying to myself that God, as the paramedic is working on my son and as they're talking to him and asking him, you know, what is today's date? Who's the president of the United States? Just asking him little things as a young child. So who's your mother, your daddy? I remember saying to God, listen, if you bring my son back, I would not work for someone again. And the reason I said that is because a week prior to that, I went to my sergeant and said, hey, Sarge, I can no longer work these scheduled hours because I just recently got divorced. And he says, there's nothing they can do with my hours. There's nothing they can do. I just have to stick with the hours. So I wanted financial freedom. I wanted that freedom as a mom, as a divorcee, and they would not give it to me. And a week later, I got a call that my son is sick, unresponsive, not breathing, and they rushing him to the hospital. And so after me even hearing my sergeant say no, I knew it was time for me to create a way to make money my way that is conducive to um, being a mother. So the, the reason I say that is technology and social media and all the things that we have in our hands today give us the ability to create a schedule, Robin, that is conducive to our lifestyle and still make six and seven figures. We may make it different from our male counterparts, but we'll end up with the same revenue amount. That's so. awesome. Whoa. And what actually, that's so interesting. I didn't know your story. This is what happens. I'm like, wow, we should, we should hear more about this. this is crazy. So what happened to your son that he was unresponsive? Like, I'm so curious about. Very good. So my son has 80. I was telling you about that. Don't come in this room while we're recording, right? He has ADHD. He has a hole in his heart. He has asthma. You name all of the things. He has all the things. So I have a master's degree. I can easily go out and get a, a job with the resume that I have. But the what I need was time freedom right? And financial freedom to take care of them. So that was what happened. So I needed something that gave them the flexibility because you're always calling me from school. Like during COVID, when the, as soon as a challenge class have COVID, whether he have COVID or not, he's the first one getting called just because he has all those underlying conditions, you know? So that's wow. the main thing. And as I travel so much, I have people in, in place to take care of him and so on. But having a child that has all of those things, I needed to be able to be available at any given time to, especially at that time, I was a single mom. So I yeah. needed that flexibility. Wow. And what year was that? Um, four, this is about four years now. Okay. But I left my, so, my so you left now. in 2018? Yes. Mm -hmm. okay. Right. So yeah, he survived right. and, and basically you left a little before that. And then you, how long did it take you? I, I read on your bio, though I didn't read it to everybody else, that you built a six-figure business from your phone. So you didn't have a computer? Or how did you do that? I love it. Exactly. So what happened, um, I left. And I'm going to be honest with you. When I left, I was broke. I'm, I was broke. I didn't have... They were coming to get my car on the 15. I was $8,000 behind on my mortgage. So I left the job. I left a $42,000 law enforcement job. And I said yes to myself. And no, I didn't know how I was going to make it. That is so true. But um, I remember having something, what I call my prayer closet, going into my closet and praying. <laughs> and I called it my prayer closet. And I remember my revelation that came to me is God said, if I take care of the trees and take care of the bird, I will take care of you. So I started 
literally using an iPhone 6, going live and teaching people what, because I was using my, you know, when you leave, you have to go to HR and do all that paperwork. And I started using my IUL that I had had from my job and using that to get out of debt. So at the time, I didn't know IUL, I didn't know those terminology, but I knew I had an insurance money that I could use with that bill has cash value bill inside of it. So I liquidated that and started using that to get back on track. And people reach out to me like, what is that? How are you doing it? And I just started going live and I build a tribe, which is what I teach women how to do now, but build their my own tribe of people who want more financial information. And then COVID hit, of course, so I decided to go get my license. But during that time, companies, insurance companies will call me to travel to teach their agents how to market in this new social media space. And I just say, hey, if I'm doing that already, might as well get my insurance license. And I just, it just took off from my iPhone 6. I married my first $12,000 just going live, teaching people, giving them value about what my problem, my authentic issue that I was having giving them value. And as I give them value, I just started building my tribe and building my tribe. And it took off from there. <laughs> well, I, that's so amazing. And I love it how people say, it. and then it just took off, like as if you did nothing, like, and then it just took off. Like you probably worked your ass off and made it happen and like did so, things that pe most people would never do because most people aren't even comfortable doing one Facebook live, let, let alone like spending every day probably doing Facebook live. So what did, so tell us a little bit about what you did and what you teach as far as how you grew that business, even especially just from an iPhone. Oh, I love it. So the first thing is we we spend more time praying about something discipline can fix, right? So I tell people, don't tie up the prayer line with something discipline can fix. So the discipline, discipline can fix, is that what you said? Discipline Wait, say it one more time. Say it one more time. Do not tie up the prayer line with something discipline can fix. Oh, that's good. Not <laughs> so tie just... up the prayer line with something discipline can, can fix. Meaning like, don't pray to God and say like, hey, help me when you won't even be disciplined about it. Correct. Exactly. Damn, so it's not a, you don't have a problem. You have a discipline issue problem, right? Right, right. So that's discipline awesome. for me is I didn't have the money for coach. I didn't have them. I didn't have certain things that's in my hand at the time. So I had to find the money in my skills, right? That's what we talk about finding, building, using your strength, your, your natural superpower. My natural superpower was that iPhone and talking to people on live. And I was using that, but I was going live 360 days, right? I would go live every day. Every single day. Now I don't have to do it because I did it already. And I'm already, my credibility has already been established. But I was going live because that's the discipline. I didn't have a choice. I had light bill, water bill, and a child. I had mortgage. They were coming to get my car, like I said. So I didn't have a choice. When your back is against the wall, you're going to do it. No one's going to have to tell you not to do it. And that's where I think, um, where I said the discipline comes in. So I used what was in my hands and didn't make excuses. Wow, that's amazing. And so at first, when you were going live, you weren't even insurance licensed. So how were you making money? And how were you going to make money? Very good. So I was using the knowledge, my knowledge, right? It was what I was going through of the, and I was sharing with them. So women, again, attraction marketing, I'm not even reaching out to them. They're reaching out to me because at the time I didn't know anything about call to action. <laughs> I didn't know anything. 
that, right? So at the time, people reached out to me and said, hey, I need you to coach me on how you're delivering this value because I'm going through the same thing. I'm a mom. I, I, I it wasn't so niche specific at that time, but I'm a mom and I too want to say goodbye to my nine to five. I too want to learn how to deliver the value in this business that I'm, that I'm doing. How do you do that? How do you capture your you audience? Coaching, so, but so when you, when you got out there and you did your first Facebook live, like where you think, cause you left your job, you were single, you had a, whatever, six, what was he? Six, six years old yeah, about, at the time, yep. mm-hmm. son who had health challenges. And you're basically like, I'm just going to do this. And I'm going to quote air quotes this, like, what was this? Like, did you see a path? Like, did you see like, okay, I'm going to go on Facebook live and then someone's going to pay me money. Or did you just say like, I'm going to share my story and God's going to provide and like, show me the path. Like, how did you, did you see a business model or did you just start thinking like money will drop from the sky? Oh, I love that. I, I totally love that. So the first thing was in my mind was, it's more about um, what am I going through? Because whatever I'm going through, somebody else out there is going through the same thing. Right. So it wasn't money first. It was mission first. I'm more mission driven than I am money driven. So um, so it was mission driven. Like if I'm going through this, if I'm a mom in a nine to five going through this and need freedom time for my child, because that's the business issue that we're having with insurance now. Like. Right. So I said, let me get out there. And because I was doing that in the jail, it come back from when I was helping those inmates in the jail, start their own business to get their LLC, get their marketing. So when they're released from jail, they can start their business. It's the same thing. So I just shift my audience to the public on my personal profile page and said, hey, if I'm going through this as a single mom, I'm going to be authentic and tell my story. But while I'm telling my story, my idea was always to coach other people who are in, if I'm in chapter nine, my idea was always to coach people who are in chapter eight to one. Right? So, so that was the idea. But, but as the years go by, I got super specific and target audience and all that. But at that moment, it's like, let me coach that person who's on the chapter eight through chapter one to tell them what I'm doing and it was one-on-one coaching. It wasn't a group coaching like I have now. So you were basically, you did have the the path in mind because you were helping inmates before. And then it sounds like even when you were a cop, you were doing some side hustles. Like you got paid some like for coaching a little bit. Correct. True? Very good. Yeah. So when I was doing, I was, I was trying to get in real estate. You feel so good. Like I get the answer, right? You're like, very good. Like I just got an A plus in <laughs> understanding your life. <laughs> yeah. So you listen and I love it. So when I was in law, and here's the talk about discipline. When I was in law enforcement, I was learning how to wholesale property because I had a cleaning company, right? So I was learning how to, because all that real estate goes together, which is what I was saying. I'm taking my knowledge and moving it to the inmates and teaching them. But so my goal was to coach other people who want to come into cleaning space at that time and and so on. So I had so what I would do, Robin, during my lunch break, I would get in my car and I would provide value then, right? I would get in my car because I was like, there's a way, I got to get a way out of here. And I didn't want to do it because my fear was in a, in a way. But when my son got sick, my fear was over. I had to do it then, right? So I was already kind of in the transition of trying to say goodbye to my nine to five, but my sergeant wouldn't let me, right? Because it's not what they do, right? So, so you had been paid for some coaching, your coaching, cleaning companies. You're basically like doing some side hustles and 
you know, helping inmates and whatnot, like try to figure out how to grow the business. So you were starting that. And then once you let go of that job, and I love that, that you're like, I didn't have a choice anymore. Like I just had to do it. Like, which is, it's like, you know, whether you believe in God, the universe or law of attraction or any of those things, it's like, Hey, you'll get the lesson. <laughs> do you, are you listening and ready, to, ready for the lesson? And, 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 or are you just going to be like, okay, no, you know, this is happening to me as I'm saying this and realize the sun's about to come up, which is kind of nice. Um, so, okay. So, so awesome. So you basically said, all right, I, w- I kind of want to talk about discipline and social media. So I'm, I'm interrupting myself here, but let's go back to discipline. Okay. Because I think if, if, if we could just solve that problem, everything else is, is like done. Right. Because if, and there's, there's a book, I think it's called 177, um, not, it's not habits, but if you look at 177, I'm sure they'll find it. But I remember my husband was reading this book. that was like 177 different. It was like disciplines, basically. Um, it might be called dis- disciplines, but essentially like that you need to have to, to grow your, your business or something like that. Totally butchering it, by the way. But I remember it was like Trevor, my husband talked a lot about the discipline as well. And he was saying how he used to like, almost like, give himself props for not being disciplined. Like I just go with whatever I do, you know, whatever I want, whenever I want kind of thing. And like, as if discipline was a bad thing. And then he realized like, wow, like discipline can change my life. Like if I'm just more disciplined and and then he started working out every single day. And so if I'm just disciplined in one area of my life, it'll help affect every area of my life. And so now he's been working out every single day, minimum 20 minutes a day for the last, I think we're at 12 years, something like that every single day. Crazy. Because he's like, if I'm disciplined here, it will help affect me in every other area. So talk to me a little about discipline. How can someone be disciplined? Like, how do you, when you're not handed a horrible situation, like your, your son almost dying um, to teach you discipline, like how do you adopt that and start becoming more disciplined? Because we all have our excuses and want to say, well, I don't feel like it, or it doesn't seem like I have to do that. I love it because I think there are certain things that when you first start in this industry, we don't have a team like we have now. We don't have all the stuff that we have now. But one thing that we do have is our talent. Right. And and in order to use our talent, we have to become disciplined. Now, discipline look different for everyone. And what I think people go wrong is that they're thinking I need to go live 360 days like Sherry did. No, that's not discipline. Discipline is doing a few things, but doing it over and over till it compounds and you see results. Right. Don't miss that part. Doing a few things over and over until it compounds until you see the results. Because now you have a matrix and you can measure it. So when I tell people, when they talk about, Sherry, how often should I go live on social media? I say, how often does your schedule allow you to go live? Because there's some things that we have to do. I'm a mom. We have to pick our child up from school. They need homework done. So there's a lot of things that we have to get done. After you get those things that you must do out of the way, how much time is left? Right. So if you say you're going to go live twice a week and that's all you can do, do that. But make sure you're disciplined in that. So I think when people hear discipline, they think they must do it all the time. Another thing, too, is discipline as in when I get my clients, not all my clients have to be 100 percent social media because what social media do is my business card. I will go to the grocery store. I will be on a plane and they're like, hey, you're the girl I saw on social media. So you kind of validate what I do. So I found that one spot that I'm disciplined right now is, is inside of my Facebook group. 
for insurance agents and financial pro. That group, you will find me every Monday night at 7 p.m. giving free value. So that's discipline. Monday night, 7 p.m. That's something I've been doing forever for a while. So because discipline builds trust. That tells your clients that I can trust you. I believe in you. If you say you're open at 9 a.m., they'll know that you're going to be open at 9 a.m. But you got to define what discipline looks like for you. And you got to define it based on what is your capacity. Because women in the in our industry, in the financial industry, we struggle because we used to feel like if we can't dial 100 calls a day, we're not doing it right. And if we can't do all these cold calls and we can't door knock and we, we feel like we're failing, then that is not true. That person, that male figure just has more time than we do. So we got to create intentions around what are the three things I can do if do it and do it with intention and do it effectively and check it off every single day. Because eventually those three things are going to compound into attracting your ideal client. I love it. That's so great. What, what, what do you think the difference between discipline and consistency is? I think the, di- the difference is um, you can be consistent is the intentions behind the discipline and the consistency. So you can say, oh, I'm, I'm going live every day. I'm doing what you, you're saying and I'm not getting results. But yes, but are you intention? Do you have a strategy or do you know what your call to action is going to be? Are you just doing it just to say you're doing it? Because I believe everything you do, Robin, is from your energy. Your energy can attract and repel your money. And I think when you're doing something, you're not doing it with intention. You're not doing it with the right outcome ahead of time that you're just doing it because you're just playing a role. So mm-hmm. if you're disciplined, you're not just playing a role. You're doing it with intention. You're doing this is what we call even when we talk about oh I need to do 10 reels and five reels and also no you don't no you do not you as a person who has a brand equity is about when you do do it do you do it with quality right Mm -hmm. I can do four and somebody else do 20 and I get more client ideal client than the person who did 20 because mine has a strategy behind it and an intention behind it so it's not just showing up all the time it's showing up enough time and doing a few things and make and getting a big results. Well, that's awesome. And when you say like three things and do that, do that and be disciplined and do that consistently, is there something like that you say, here's like kind of rules of the rule of thumb is to do these three things, or is it just depends? It, it again, it depends. Uh, what in my space, in I have a, I have a massive a group or coaching program called Joyful Tribe Builder Academy, and inside that academy, we have like a five model that we follow consistently, right? And we are disciplined in following that model to it builds a consistent cash flow in our pipeline. So inside of that model. Well, we what we are what we tell them to do is one sell one signature offer instead of 10, 20, 60 <laughs> different, you know, insurance, you got IUL, you got final expense, you got all this stuff. But we show them, we create a signature offer that may have different type of products within that one signature offer. So what that looks like, based on what you're saying, you're only selling that one signature offer. You're only selling that framework to that offer. You're not selling 10, you're not selling 20, because if you look at the insurance space, the people are effective or the people are niche specific. So mm-hmm. we teach them how to be niche specific and then they're only selling that. So it's easy for them to sell one thing. So when they wake up, they know what their target they're going after. How many clients can we get to buy in through our messaging 
for that one offer. So it's super easy. And we design our model for mothers in mind, wives in mind, you know, to make it easy for them. Awesome. So can you give us that five-step framework? Yeah, sure. So the five-step framework, the first thing is we want to talk about is clarity. You're clear on your target audience. Who's your ideal client that you want to, not everybody under the sun, but who's the target audience that you find joy working with? Because they may make, you may, you may find joy working with this person. They may, they, but they may not make the money that you wanted to make. So it's all about finding joy and can they afford their price? Right. You got to go together. It got it has to go because if it doesn't, then it don't work out. Right. So you find joy in working with them and they can afford your signature product. That's the first one. So getting clear on who your target market is. Right. Number two is creating what we just call your signature, your offer. What is that offer that you know so well about and you enjoy talking about? For me, it's IUL. I want to talk about IUL all day. And one thing, Robin, you taught me my rap pro- in the rap program is when I'm talking about IUL, making sure that ideal client, how much... Uh, money can that person with that asset bring me? So when I'm writing a policy for my IUL client for my signature product, that client has to be, I should be able to walk away with at least a 1500 commission. You stuck that in my head. You stuck that in my head. So I'm not just, it's not just any client. It's a specific client that can give me a commission return at least 1500 or more in that space. So you're clear on your target audience. You create your signature product and then you convert them. Now here's here's the piece with the conversion piece. The conversion piece, because of my mom, I don't do the one-on-one thing. One-on-one does not work for my schedule. So we create, we show them how to uh, hold convert challenges. So clients come into our ecosystem through doing three-day challenge, four-day challenge, and we enroll them all into our schedule at, at one time. So they, here, so our upsell is, hey, here's our schedule. Get y'all on the call all at once. Just because you can get go into back to IUL. Uh-huh. Into an IUL or into your coaching program? Into so that you're hosting a webinar challenge with your with your ideal client that needs your signature okay. offer. Okay. So the webinar is all based on your ideal client that needs that signature offer. Mm-hmm. So that's where your conversion tool come in. Your conversion tool is your challenge, which is technically really a webinar of people who want what you sell. Why is this effective? Because you're doing a one-to-many mythology opposed yeah. to dealing with one-on-one all at the same time. So you're, or you're able to enroll a whole bunch of people at one time. So that's your conversion tool. And last, so my, so my question is when you're enrolling them, are you enrolling them in the idea that the IUL is the best thing since sliced bread? So then you can do, they're doing one-on-one, then you just write the policy type of thing or like it was like, cause you're, you're also selling a coaching program, right? Correct. Correct. So you can enroll correct. everyone in the coaching program at once, but how do you enroll? Like if, so, if you're teaching other people to sell IULs or some sort of life insurance, how do you enroll them as a group? Okay, perfect. So there's a, there's a IUL policy called a million dollar baby. I don't know if you ever heard of that. So, so the million dollar baby is a signature program. One of my clients, that's her signature program called the million dollar baby, but it really is an IUL. So how she's doing it is she's hosting a webinar to mothers or couples who want to be um, in in a peaceful mindset when it come when the kids get older. 
right? So her webinar is going to be around different options that they can use to secure the opportunity of their child's future. So when they come to the webinar, they're not mentioning IUL till they get on the webinar. If you, if that is the offer. So they actually like do a group offer and then the people are filling out applications for an IUL. Very good. So they're not doing applications then. They're All they're doing is getting information. And then the upsell at the end of that webinar for her or her specifically with a million dollar baby, they're all, she's opening her calendar and get them all okay. to schedule time on her calendar. So they're, but they're basically that. ready to buy it. And they're just now, it's right fit and all that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Which is, Correct. which again, for those of you listening who aren't necessarily doing insurance, like that's totally doable. You know, you did a <laughs> webinar or a masterclass or a three day, you know, challenge or five day challenge. We do five day, but you, and you basically, it's all, you can do it live or do you typically have them do it live? Always live. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Always live. live. Yeah. Yes. So, um, and we should, do you know, Pedro Adeo challenge guy should bring Pedro, Pedro on here. Adeo. No. Uh-oh. Oh, Adeo. Yeah. So he kind of got the challenges like much like to bigger and help Tony Robbins and stuff. And, um, we actually used to be in the MLM together, <laughs> but um, so I should bring. He, I know he's going to come on, but Pedro, I thought maybe you took his course. Anyway, so you can do the live because he's very much on. You do the live challenge, right? It's very mm-hmm. interactive, and then even financial advisors, like I know you got to get it through compliance, like what you're going to talk about. But then you can, you're just really driving them to a meeting where you can yeah, start. Correct. They're already just sold on wanting to work with you, and just now it's figuring out the right fit. Yep. You just, you, you literally said it. And what, what's different from where were you doing it one-on-one and having them call you, you're skipping some steps, right? And yeah, they're yeah. coming on the call already familiar with what you're going to talk to them about. So you, so right after the call, she'll have five people the next day ready to learn more about it because she already kind of walked them through the model. Yeah, the model. Yeah, got it. And, it cool. and then, so that's step three. That's the conversion. That's the conversion step. Okay. Yes. The um the last step is the community step. Which oh, what's is four? Did I miss one? So 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 you had the target audience. One. You had the signature course. Signature. You had the conversion, and now you have the community, right? Okay. So that's four. Okay. I thought mm-hmm. you were so okay. well, we have another step, but but it's simple. You okay? Want, okay. okay. Say. But the the community. This is where you build. Which is this is my favorite thing to do is you're hosting your community of people in one area that wants what you're selling. So in her case, she's selling a million dollar baby. So she'll have a community group of parents who are all about, you know, let's say they have a a child between 10 and under. So that group is geared towards those people. Once you have all those people who are in your community, that is your target audience, you will always have someone to sell to. Always have someone to sell to. So those always a Facebook group or is that something different? Okay, so I've, I've my clients would get mad when I said no, it need to be Facebook group. But I'm gonna say that because she they have tried the podcasting, they have tried all this. I'm like, listen, your high value location needs to be a Facebook group. That's cool. uh, yes, you're gonna yeah. I mean, there's there's inside the group with each other drive traffic to your email list, but the main purpose of that you have all these people who want are heavily targeted, who want exactly what you want. And so now when you run your challenges, Robin, I can have 200 people on my webinar for organically because I have took the time to build a community of my ideal client. How many are in the group? I'm sorry? 
how many are in your Facebook group now? Right now, we started our Facebook group four months ago, and it's two thousand people in there. Oh wow! Cool. Yes, yeah, and it all from challenges doing the, what I just said. Yeah, yeah. The community piece is the most highly effective piece because that's where you're going to give value every week on that, and that's it. You're not doing anything else. You're not that. Just the challenge is what create the ruckus and the momentum for people mm-hmm. to get inside of inside of your group, and and you just and then. Because you're pushing people, people see you so much, your downline automatically says, hey, I like what you're doing. I want to be a part of you. Can I join your insurance agency? So we built 45 people in my downline from working with you, 45 people. That's not even including the sales. That's including other agents wanting to work with you because they see you hosting these challenges and want to be a part of it. So it, it you do one thing, but it fill the pipe financial pipeline of everything else in your business. It's amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Game changer. That's awesome. Okay. And give me number five and then we'll kind of tell me. Number five, my favorite, you do it for one year. For <laughs> one year. It's You're like, that's you don't easy, change that's- it. That's the discipline. That's the discipline part. Like that's the p- part that most people won't do, right? This is the easy part. You do it for one year and you're like, everyone's like, oh yeah, but I won't do it. So like, if you just did that for one year, that, that goes back to like why I asked you about discipline and consistency, because I just feel like, like I keep thinking that consistency, but it's like the discipline to be consistent, right? Yes. Like you have to actually do it consistently and be disciplined about it with intention. So, yeah. uh, well, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. That was really great. I love that. And again, if you're, I mean, some of you are listening, you might be more in insurance and building, you know, a team. And those of you who are not, it's like, you, I mean, most of you, if you're having an advisory business, ultimately you're going to want to bring people on your team, whether it's a, they call it a downline or not, it's bringing people to it so that you can um, not hit a ceiling when it comes to your revenue. So getting people who want to be part of that. And it's, it's, I love also that you said mission first, like mission and then money. Very similar yeah. to what my husband teaches around books is like, he teaches like a lot of people are like trying to, they do, they do the book, but it's like, first he wants to, you know, who wants to get them to think about how, how they're going to affect people and actually monetize from the book as well. So a little slightly different, but similar idea. So cool, cool, cool. So I love it. I love it all. Um, let's tell them how to find you and how to get, maybe if they want to get in on these challenges, how they can do that. I love it. So they can easily go to join Sherry with two R's, joinsherry.com. That's simple. R-R-I, joinsherry.com. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Any last words of wisdom? Uh, let's, let's wrap it up with like why again, like you think it's so important for women to have this, you know, be able to create their own cash flow and their own financial freedom and financial or strong financial future. Awesome. I do believe that greatness is not built in isolation. So when one woman is successful, like I look at you and as an example, as a role model, when you're successful, you give me evidence, physical evidence as I too, as a woman can be successful in the financial space. I also, and again, I just got to praise you enough because not I thought I was the only one that feel like, hey, can we really make six and seven figures inside the insurance space or the financial space? Because everyone, our male counterparts are showing us different. So when I see a woman like yourself who stand up and say, yes, you can, and I'm going to show you how, you right? And, and you have your way of doing it and I have my way of doing it. So we have options that people can follow. And when people see a representative, that's super important because that gives them the momentum to keep doing. So again, greatness is not built in isolation. I love it. You got like quotes going on too. Cool. All right. I'm going to end it. But um, those of you who just happen to be on YouTube watching, I'm going to show you this beautiful view. 
Um, if you can see it, this is an island, Kodiak, so we're right on the water here on my so mother-in-law's house. It is nice. Unfortunately, it's cloudy, so there's you know, hum amazing, beautiful sunrise. But thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on Growing Your Financial Business, the woman's way. Thanks Yay. again. Thanks, Sherry. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.